Hey, what's up everybody? This is the PlayStation Report. I'm here. My name is Frank, and with me is Tyler. You might be familiar with us if you're listening to this podcast because we're here every time. Um, Tyler, uh, how you doing? I am all right. Mm. You know, it's been a week. Yeah, it it sure has been a week. Um, a week in which uh, not much news has happened. A lot of video games have been played. If I if I must admit, um, I've I've been playing a lot of fucking shit, man. Good. It's, it's been great. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of news, but the couple things we do have are uh, they're pretty juicy. Yeah. Couple of them. So. Yeah, we'll we'll be alright. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, mm, I, let's start off with the Dutch Grand Prix. Let's just get it out. Of the oh way. yes, right, right, up, right yes. up front. Let's do it. It needs to rain every weekend. Yeah, I agree. And it needs to come <laughs> like in spots and patches. It needs to like be on and off rain every race weekend. Yeah, yeah, man, uh, dude, I'm with you. That 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 race was so good. Uh, um, probably the best of the year, maybe. Yeah, um, I'd it, say it so. was it was just entertaining from start to finish, and um, it's it was one of those races you you just truly felt like you just have no idea what's going to happen because the order gets shuffled so much every lap. Um, it was nuts. Um, but yeah, I agree. The rain, rain was great, um, dude. I, I know they would have done it in the old times. I I totally understand why they threw the safety car at the end or the red flag. Yeah. But part of me was like, let them race, let them race through it. Fuck it, let's see the chaos. They have wet weather tires. Apparently they're useless, but um, fuck it, <laughs> let's go. I just I think that would have been. A lot of fun, but but it still didn't take away from the race. It was still good. Yeah, I, it would have been fun, but there would have probably been a lot more accidents, like uh, like Joe's accident. Yeah, I. It's it's kind of weird now. Like, why do we even have a wet weather tire? Yeah, right. Like, when conditions get that bad, they're red flagging it now. Like, why? Like, it's it's almost like the intermediates are too good. I think yeah, that's I think the they are. I think the intermediates are just too good, and then the now the case for the wet weather tires just doesn't exist because at that point where the intermediates don't work is the point where like they're likely to throw out a red flag. Um, yeah, right. it's just uh, it's unfortunate, and I, I think they're they're gonna have to figure that out because right now, like, I just don't imagine like why do we why do they even make wet weather tires? Like, what the fuck's the point? Yeah. I I agree. Yeah, it, it it is weird, and it's definitely something that needs to needs to be solved. Um, but yeah, I, you know, maybe Zandvoort's good. Yeah, it might. Be. You know, maybe 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 it is a good track, but I don't know. Maybe it needs to rain. But I, I, last year's race was good. Kind of uh, a safety car hurt that race a little bit, but it was still very entertaining. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I will say I I was also really hoping Alonzo would have just uh, yeah just thrown it up the inside at the end. Why not? Um, 
Did you he hear his close, comment about but... why he didn't? Yeah, yeah, which I get, but <laughs> I'm like, dude, oh, it was so close. It was like right there. Like, he was hustling Max for a while, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They're also, catching up, they're catching up. Yeah, they are, absolutely. And well, I've also just been thinking a lot, like, I might have said this before, like, Checo obviously isn't dominating. Like Max is. Like, it's the combination of the two, which Formula One's always been, but it's the combination of that car and Max. Because I thought it was absolutely nuts. After the rain fell in the beginning, Checo's like 11 seconds ahead or something, and Max ate into his lead so fast in just a handful of laps. I, I'm like, dude, I, like, I like Checo, but... That dog, you, you should be a little embarrassed. Like, how quickly Max took that lead down to, like, three seconds. It was something like three or four laps. Like, it was insane. Um, yeah, I just thought that was another, like, crazy fucking thing in that race. Just the raw pace that Max has in that car is, is nuts. Yeah, I'm just curious, like, who else on the grid does Red Bull try to put in that second seat, though? Like... Is, is I know. It just, like, does does everyone just look like a fool next to Max? Uh, because like, I mean, we always hear the rumors it's that totally the car possible. is built for Max. Like, I don't yeah. know if any other driver on the grid drives like him. So I don't I don't know no. if it would, it would work. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe Max would make a fool of anyone else in that other other seat. Yeah. So, yeah, really good race though. Yeah, and excited for Monza. I always like Monza. Monza's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. I saw a stat that I think since 2019, the winner of the previous race DNF'd the next year. Mm. So Char- I think Charles Leclerc won in 2019, DNF in 2020. Gasly won in that crazy race in 2020, DNF mm. in 21. Then Ricardo. And he DNF last year. Mm-hmm. Max won last year. Oh well, let's. You uh, know, is he going to break that record, or is he going to DNF? Who knows? We'll yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a interesting race to watch, and I will actually be able to watch it live this time. So I'm excited for that. Very nice. Um, yeah, racing is good, and so it is. Our video games, Tyler. We need to get to talking to video games. Uh, talk about video... Not, we don't talk to video games. They aren't people. Video games are not people. That is our official stance on this podcast. Video games are not people. But we can talk about them. Tyler, what have you been playing? Um. So, played more Final Fantasy 16. Did not get to play as much as I wanted to. Won the quest, uh, Here Be Monsters, I think. So okay. only only a couple quests further, not too much to say about um, you know where I'm at. You're running um, out of time, Tyler. So I know I am. It's just these games are so long, dude. They're <laughs> yes. so long. Oh my god! Like I like Final Fantasy 16, but I'm like, dude, this is just so fucking long. And the next game I'll talk about because I feel like I'm just playing the same games over and over and over again, is Diablo 4. Oh, I've also been playing again. some Diablo 4. I've, I've uh, started doing some uh, Tier 3 stuff now. Okay. 
All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. We can get into that. Uh, then I am, I am like halfway through act three in yeah. Diablo four. Um, I'm really enjoying playing the game. I mean, it's, it's fun to just kind of zone out and beat the shit, beat the hell out of things and enjoying some of the areas in act three, kind of the more like religious, like monastery sort of vibes and zones, I think is really cool. Very Diablo and, I like that a lot, but once again, no. This game is so fucking long. I'm like, oh my god, it just it just keeps going. Um, and you know, you know how you go to each zone, and it kind of tells you how many like side quests are in it and all that yeah. stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh my god, there's I just there's came out of this one zone, zone. <laughs> yeah, and now there's 38 in the next one that I just entered for the first time. Like, oh my god. Um, but uh yeah it's fun i mean doing strong i did another stronghold those are a lot of fun and yeah i don't have too much else to say about it so what what what, how is uh tier three stuff going for you (laughs) all right tyler so you can do your capstone dungeon at level 50 and unlock tier three which is what i did and then you can enter tier three at level 50 tyler I'm going to say to all the people out there who might not be there quite yet, maybe in your position, maybe taking it slow, don't enter Tier 3 at level 50. You're mm. going to get your ass kicked. At least get to, like, level 53, 54. That's where I'm at now, 50, level 54, and, like, it's starting to get a little bit more comfortable for me. By God, levels 50 through 52, I was just getting my... I. I was sweaty playing Diablo 4. Like, I, that's normally, like, my podcast, like, zone out game. Like, I was trying to do that when I started doing Tier 3 stuff, and I was like, oh, God, no, I can't. I can't. I have to fucking pay attention to this game now. Um, but thankfully, I, I've gone past that to now where I'm, I'm kind of cruising now. Um, but I did get some really cool gear. Uh, it introduces the things called uh, Hell Tides which are, like, timed events uh, on a certain area of the map. Uh, your goal is to kill enemies, do, like, world bosses, other stuff in that area, um, to get these uh, cinder shards, which you can spend on... You gather, like, 75 and spend on a, a piece of equipment. Um, I've done a world boss for the first time with, like, eight other players uh, fighting this boss with a giant... Uh, giant health bar and uh, some very devastating attacks. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. That took a little bit bit of time, but we got yeah, it. Sounds fun. Yeah, nice. Um, and then there are there's a thing that I haven't tried yet, which are nightmare dungeons. You unlock these consumable items that uh, that uh, turn a dungeon into a nightmare dungeon, and I have not yet tried one of those. Um, I'm kind of scared. Um, on the item, it describes, like, certain modifiers to the dungeon. And uh, you have a limited amount of deaths that you're allowed in that dungeon, which is the thing scaring me off. But maybe I should just fucking suck it up and, and try one and figure out if uh, I need to bring a full party with me. Um, yeah, that's that sounds intense, but fun. Yeah. I am having a lot of fun with it, Uh it's it's a very good podcast game, which, um, 
I guess spoilers, neither of us got early Starfield code. I'm not sure if anyone was expecting us to, but we didn't. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been listening to a lot of Starfield podcasts playing Diablo. And, mm. uh, God, I'm fucking excited for that game. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, half te- I'm half tempted to fucking spend the $100 and play tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um... Yeah. I guess really quick, because I do want to chat about Starfield for a second. Diablo 4. Um, do you get capped at level 50 until no. you beat the main story? Oh, wait. Oh, I don't know, because I beat the main story before level 50. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm just wondering, because I'm like level 44, I think. Yeah, I think I beat so. it at 48. Okay, gotcha. I mean, leveling does take a while. Once you get up to like the probably like thirty five plus, um, um, it it takes a good yeah. bit. But and then once you hit level fifty, you earn I want to say three or four paragon points before you get to the next level. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Starfield. Yes, I am. I have not had a chance to listen to too much stuff about it, but. I'm still very, very excited despite some of the scores I saw. Um, I mean, reviews are subjective, of course, and this game is massive, but I don't know. I was a little surprised with, with some of the scores. I'm like, man, I just feel like this game should be like a 9+, plus, but it's still sitting pretty pretty solid overall on Metacritic. Like, it doesn't seem like a bad game, like, whatsoever. Um, but I am, uh, I am very excited to play. Yeah, but the gist that I'm getting from the stuff I've I've listened to is that it's a Bethesda RPG and if you like those this game is going to fucking be awesome for you and yeah. if you don't it's not going to change your opinion of them right right uh, so yeah and I am in the camp of I like Bethesda RPGs for the most part uh, so hell yeah let's fucking get in that yeah same and I think it's been so long since I played a Bethesda RPG that I'm just I'm absolutely down for it. So I'm just in the mood for it. 87 on Metacritic. That's still pretty fucking good. That's yeah. good. Um, it has not been very long since I've played a Bethesda RPG. Well, I guess... Mm, so Obsidian made in Fallout New Vegas, but it's in, it's in the style of a Bethesda RPG. <laughs> so gotcha. I've been playing some New Vegas. I've been playing through the DLCs of New Vegas before I finished that off. Um... I've currently I've beaten Dead Money and I've beaten Honest Hearts. I'm currently doing Old World Blues and then after that I have another one. I forget what it's called. Shit. But there are four DLCs and I've done, I've completed two of them. I'm probably about halfway through the third. And then nice. I've got the fourth one. So I'm going to do that this weekend rather than buy Starfield for $100 and play it early. I'm going to finish New Vegas, and then I'll play Starfield. (laughs) There you go. Uh, I will have some discipline rather than absolutely none. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have anything else, Tyler? Uh, Just a little bit more Pokemon Scarlet as well. The same trio of fucking... 100 hour long games yeah same three um, games you've been playing the last month uh, yeah seems like. um, I have six badges and did four out of the five legend quests so I'm getting there mm. with the game for sure and 
very much enjoying it. Yeah. I also um, I texted you about it, but I I dug out my 3ds and uh, popped it in black too because uh, um, you were you're, I'm gonna let you borrow it um, next time I see you. But um, man, what a what a device! Yeah. I forgot about that thing, man. It's I, I'm and now I'm like maybe I should keep my 3ds out and uh, play some stuff that I have not played on that thing yeah um, it's it's good i was getting well, good a luck little... good luck going out and buying used copies of games for that <laughs> oh i know and that that's the thing that that i uh that sucks is like all the games i want are so expensive like so fucking expensive um but i was a little scared though because i popped in black 2 and the cartridge like would not show up on the home screen mm. and i'm like oh no like what's going on and then i put in like a normal 3ds game immediately like pop, the game popped up played totally fine and i just kept putting the black 2 in and it just would not work um so then i did the the old let me just blow on the cartridge blow into the cartridge slot and then it worked mm. and game totally fine all of my memory still there or my my save from whatever and I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but it does work. Cool. So, yeah, but that's that's all I got. What about you? What else have you been playing? Tyler, you know what I've been playing. Armored Core 6, baby. Yeah. I've been fucking shit up in Armored Core 6. I am about, I want to say, I'm close to the end of Chapter 3. Um, so I finally... I forget where I was when I talked about Did I complete chapter one last time I talked to you? You actually finished the tutorial, and that was it. Oh, that, oh shit. Right. I only played talked, about half so. an hour. Holy fuck. Yeah. I have a lot of ground to cover here. So, yeah. <laughs> I right. played through chapter one, and the finale of chapter one is maybe the hardest finale to an opening chapter of a video game that I've played in a long time. Uh, so, wow. the last mission, you fight another armored core, and then you fight... Uh, you fight this other boss thing afterwards. Um, and this other boss that you fight is a motherfucker. It has a couple phases. It has shields, which it's the first time it's introducing you to the concept of these pulse shields. Um, and if I were smart, I would have just, you know, backed out, redid the mission after I bought the right parts. But no, I'm a dumbass, and I banged my head up against it for, like, four hours straight. And, um, yeah, I, I, I beat Balteus. He's motherfucker. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm really fucking enjoying myself throughout this game. Chapter 2 was a fucking awesome time um had a couple cool bosses in there there's like this giant like fire boss that you fight like right away in chapter 2 which is really fucking cool um and then that one ends with this um I believe they're calling them sea weapons um they're kind of like Ooh. in the lore of the story uh, of the, of the game in the lore of this game, like there was this uh, organization called the Institute that created these sea weapons. Uh, the Institute is long destroyed. Um, 
after the fires of Ibis, which I'm sure you're super curious about the fires of Ibis, but I, I can't really explain that right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the Institute's gone. Some of their weapons are left over. Uh, this weapon called the Sea Spider. And it's a giant sack of hit points. And it's really fucking tough. Uh, it, it also has two phases. The second phase in which you, it, it flies. This fucking thing that was jumping around suddenly learns how to fly. And um, actually the second phase is easier than the first. But I had a hard time with the sea spider before I discovered that, wait, this thing doesn't have shields. I can just be a belligerent asshole and mount two songbird grenade launchers on my shoulders and another bazooka on my right arm, and then in my left arm I can have a melee weapon, and I can fucking do this motherfucker. Just fucking kill this bastard. And that's what I did. It was great. I loved it. I loved every second of doing that. I love the fact that this game is pretty much all about tinkering with your armored core, and just finding the build that's going to do the job for you. It is about building specific devices to just obliterate your enemies. Like, I, I have different builds for multiple different situations. I have, like... So there are, like, these this set of arena uh, things where you unlock operating system upgrades. And the arenas are just, like, one-on-one -on -one fights with another armored core... And I have a completely different build from that to builds that I do, like, regular missions on. And then for every one of the bosses, I have to create a specific build to fuck up that boss. And it, it just feels really good to figure out that puzzle and figure out what you're supposed to do and how to best approach uh, some of these really asshole <laughs> missions that they send you on. Um, there was this one mission... Uh, I think it was only in, it was like in chapter two where like it introduces you to cloaked enemies and like you have to do scans to find the cloak enemies and it's yeah it's just a real motherfucker um, and yeah it's just it, it's pretty it's a pretty incredible game I'm not sure it's for you Tyler I'm gonna I'm gonna say that maybe Armored Core Six is not for you um, you can let that rest <laughs> um, it's Man, it's it's just it's an incredible video game. It's not my game of the year, I'll say that, but it is really refreshing to play one of these again. One a, a fucking mech game that actually moves fast and feels good to move around in, unlike Mech Warrior Five, which feels fucking slow as shit. Um, this game feels really nimble and quick, and uh, just generally a lot of fun to play. Um, yeah. Really excited. Yeah, it, it it looks very fun to play. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it. it's my thing. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of customization oh, if you're into yeah. that, which it which it seems like you're you're very much into it. I mean, you're you're a big mech guy, so um, yeah, that's your thing. The game seems pretty cool, and then also, yeah, it seems like they uh, kind of kept that recent FromSoft energy with some really fucking hard bosses. 
Not even bosses, just, just hard so. bosses, but bosses that are super fucking cool to look at. Like, they do yeah. some incredible, incredibly cool attacks that just, like, visually, this game, it has... <laughs> it, I, it has a very cool style to it, I will say. This, this game looks really good. Um, the animations are incredible. Just the the fucking sky boxes that you see are awesome, just awesome. And God, this is one of the best looking games I've seen in a while. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to play through it. I have gotten to the point where I'm making decisions that will impact the story later on, so I'm excited to see where that goes, and if I'm prompted to play New Game Plus, if I regret my decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Nice. Yeah, I kind of the game kind of looks to me in or in comparison like I think like Sekiro is really fun to play. I'm just bad at it and it's overall just not my thing. Um and same with Armored Core. Like Armored Core looks very fun to play. Um I'm sure I would be very fucking bad at it. <laughs> it's not necessarily my thing, but yeah, it seems like it's absolutely your thing and it does look epic. I I've seen some of the bosses and yeah, they do look fucking cool. Yeah, I've, I just got a preview of the worm. Have you seen the worm, Tyler? No, I There's have not seen the There's this giant fucking tunneling, drilling worm that just dives in and out of the fucking ground. I haven't, I didn't have to fight it, but it showed it to me. And I have a feeling I'm going to end up fighting that motherfucker. It's a fucking worm. worm. It's a fucking worm! Oh, wow. Mm. That does look sick. Yeah. Uh, the ice worm. Yeah. Nice. Really cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I thought I would finish it by now because it said it would only take 20... It will only take 20 hours if you know the fucking answers to the questions this game is asking you. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> uh, I do hope to beat it before Starfield comes out, though. I need to beat New Vegas and Armored Core 6 before Starfield comes out because Starfield and Baldur's Gate come out the same fucking day, Tyler. And we, mm, they do. Oh, yeah. Mm, we need to get in there. Yeah. Yeah, we will get in there. I've been itching for Baldur's Gate 3 for a long fucking time, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me, me too. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking ready for it. Yeah. Well, Tyler, are you ready to pay more for PlayStation Plus? <laughs> mm, I'm not ready, but I guess I'll just... I'll just bend over and take it. I'm not so sure, Tyler. I don't... Mm. <laughs> this feels bad. This it yeah. really fucking feels bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So PlayStation Plus Essential, the base tier currently $60 is getting raised to $80. Yeah. Extra from 100 to 135 and premium from 120 to $160 per year. Ooh, um, buddy. Ooh, buddy. Tyler, if Baldur's Gate 3 were coming out on Xbox on the same day, 
that it was coming out on PlayStation, I was like, I would have come on here and been like, you know what, PlayStation Plus, you ain't giving me enough for how much I'm fucking spending. But we've got to play through Baldur's Gate 3, and that's where we're going to play it, so. Yeah, it, this is, uh, hmm. There, and, and then, you know, we get the corporate quote. This price adjustment will enable us to continue bringing high-quality games and value-added benefits to your PlayStation Plus service. Unless this brings Sony first-party games day and date, I don't fucking know, man. I don't think I can do this, like, forever. Yeah, and, dude, $80 is fucking steep for what basically accounts to... Um, just online play, which should be free, yeah, in my opinion, and um, cloud saves. That's it. For yeah. me, that's it. I mean, sure, yes, there is the PlayStation Plus games every month, and they are decent more months than not. Um, I get that, and that alone is is good value if you had to go buy those games. Um. But man, $80 is a lot. And and I just think these price increases are just wowzers, Scoob. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, we're increasing it $5. Like, okay. Like, I get it. I get it. Everything's going up in price. It sucks. But I get it. But $20 fucking dollars? Holy shit. Holy fuck. Without really adding any any added benefits either it's not like it's like oh oh it's going up to 20 but i don't know i I don't know what they could give i guess i'm but you know an extra game or something like that but no you know it's 20 dollars extra 20 bucks holy fuck yeah yeah i don't know man i don't think man because right now right now i'm on premium I don't know if I can keep at that fucking level. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. this might be the thing that turns me into a primarily PC gamer. I might, I might have to just fucking decide that I can play Sony first-party games a year later. I might just have to make that decision. Because this, paying a hundred, paying, just at the bare minimum, playing eight, paying eighty dollars a year just to play fucking online, like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And and I think to me too, like, yeah, eighty dollars is just really steep, even to th- for me to think about it, because I just. I've been playing less and less online every year. Yeah. Um, it just... I rarely play online by myself, really. It's only when I play online with you guys, which is only every once in a while. Yeah. When the schedule's align, you know? It's like... it. I don't know. It, it's just... That's a lot to ask. That's, a, that's just a lot to ask when... Literally everything else in everyone's lives is going up. So significantly. Um, $80 is just a lot to ask just to play online. Yeah, and, like, honestly, like, Sony first-party games, 
Which is why I have a fucking PlayStation 5. Most of them don't, like, aren't fucking online video games. So I'm at the point where I'm like, why do I even, like, why do I, A, why do I subscribe? And B, like, why do I care if I have to wait a year to play it? It's like, yeah, sure, I'll have to avoid spoilers, but, like, I mean, if I just go to PC, I'll be saving at minimum $80 a fucking year and, you know, maybe, like, I don't know, maybe those games are discounted when they're on PC. I don't know. Like, it's... Yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot of sales for PlayStation Plus members, and they've gotten better over the year, but they're still not Steam levels yeah. in terms of the discounts. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It sucks, man. It sucks. Uh, and the um, the other tiers, too, are, are, are incredibly pricey. I get there's a lot of value there in the extra tier if you haven't played a lot of those games. Um, like, if you're just kind of picking up a, a, a PS5 and you haven't really experienced a lot of those games, I think it's totally worth it to pay 135 bucks and get to play all those fucking games on that service. Why not? That's cool. But, um, yeah, otherwise, there's really no, no reason f- if you've been kind of tuned in and play games regularly. Um, so $135 for, like, you and me is a lot to ask for that sort of tier. And then I just still don't think that they they have enough of the classics for the uh, $160 tier, the premium tier, which it's $160 just to play a lot of old games, too. Just sounds fucking crazy. It feels like I don't know. they should he, have, like, the entire library of old games if they're going to charge that much. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot, but I, I don't know. If you want to go buy an old fucking Pokemon game, it's $200, so I don't fucking know. Everything's fucked up right now. <laughs> but $160 is... That's a lot. That's a lot of money, dude. Yeah. Uh, that's nearly three brand new games. Yeah. Just to play old games. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Ah, fucking ridiculous, man. I, I'm, I wish that uh, more people were, uh, I don't know, like just more up and up on like how PCs work and like were able to like make it and like maintain PC builds. Like I, I feel like, I mean, just with with an our friend group. I wish our friend group were more on in on PC and just like understood how that shit worked and weren't like these whiny crybabies who I know do it satirically. I know Greg Miller does it satirically. I wish they weren't like whiny crybabies about drivers and updates and all that shit and just fucking like dealt with it and understood that the benefit is hey, fucking free online play. The games are cheaper and like I don't know. It's just the devices are more powerful. Like, my PC is more powerful than my fucking Xbox or my PlayStation. And I got my PC before either of those. So, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Console gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hear you on that. I just, you know, I want to play in front of my TV, which I get. I can plug PC up to a TV, I, I get all that, but uh, yeah, it just won't work with my setup and 
I'm on a computer all day, you know. But I I 100% get the benefits of it. I've come around to it a lot more. Get yourself well. um, upgrade so, upgrade know. your home Wi-Fi. Get a mesh network. Yeah. Get yourself one of those uh fucking Steam links. Plug one there of those into your PC. Yeah. And sit on your couch with a controller with a Steam link. Yeah, there we go. Forgot about those things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the the last thing I'll say about this is just, uh, uh, you know, Sony's also increased the prices on everything else. I mean, their console has went up uh, in price after launch everywhere except the United States. Um, basically, um, their games obviously went up in price. Um, PlayStation VR two is incredibly expensive. Like it's it's a big expense if you want to be in the PlayStation ecosystem. And I wonder if they're doing this just because, you know, through, you know, quarter by quarter, we see over and over again, not just with PlayStation, but any of these streaming services, a lot of them are just either losing a lot of money or or flat. And, and I should say subscription service more than streaming services. Or it's just flat in terms of revenue and subscriber. Um, so I just wonder if they're... One thing is they're probably just trying to get more money out of this Mm. service because it's not necessarily growing. Ah, yes, the infinite growth problem. (sighs) Yeah, it's not growing in terms of users. Like, it was not too long ago they reported that they lost users but made more money because of the, you know, the split into three different tiers. And now, overall, obviously, they'll get a lot more money out of this. Yeah. It almost feels like it's the economy is about to collapse, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> they keep asking for more and more. <laughs> yes, oh, they do. God. Huh. Well, on that note, let's look at what we're getting for PlayStation Plus in September. Um, we've got a few games here. We're getting Saints Row, the reboot of Saints Row. I'm not sure if you remember that. They they tried to reboot Saints Row. Um, Black Desert Traveler Edition and Generation Zero. Those games will be available September 5th. Um, on the note of Saints Row, though, which is <coughs> why I st- stuck this so early in the show, Volition is getting shut down. Um, I guess Embracer's going to take all that money from that deal they did with Sony to get a Saints Row on the on the sto- on the PlayStation Plus, um, because Volition's not seeing any of that. Volition is going away. Um, Doof. Which is wild that they have been around for a long time and now they are gone. Uh, fuck. Uh, pretty fucking brutal move yeah. from Embracer. Um, not sure like I don't I don't think totally unwarranted but also like maybe a heavy handed move Volition has not put out a good video game in a long time so definitely I understand why but it's still kind of it just it also feels like an extreme move yeah, it's it's um it's shitty for obviously for everyone working there and absolutely sucks and it also you know we 
it was just a couple weeks ago how um, Embracer said that they uh, had a big deal that fell through with apparently a Saudi group. Um, and so then they're like, we have to do layoffs. And, and instead they're going to shut down the whole whole fucking Volition group and also take the Sony bag for Saints Row. Um, yeah, it sucks. It's it, it, it absolutely sucks. Agents of Mayhem wasn't good, and I don't think it sold well. Saints Row obviously was not good at all, and I feel like they were really, especially at launch, apparently they've, they patched it and, like, totally changed combat and stuff, and it's a lot better, but, um, still, they, it, it, the damage was done at launch, for sure, and I feel like they were really banking on this game, and, like, really, like, rebooting Saints Row, bringing it back to what it used to be, um, yeah, but but they didn't. But I don't know, man. I think Embracer Group's in a lot of trouble because Volition is one of their biggest and best, I guess, question mark on that teams though. Like they don't really have too much, too too many other like really big teams that had that that worked on big IP. Like I guess you know, there's Crystal Dynamics. We'll see on them. With what they do, um, what they do next with Tomb Raider, um, Skeerbox, of course, but I don't know. Yeah, this has got to be like a it's crazy, big, it's crazy, a big warning to all those other studios uh, within the Embracer group. Like, <laughs> this has got to be terrifying for them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just, uh, I just, yeah, they just missed the mark though with the Saints Row game. It's unfortunately not shocking. It just it sucks. But just because Volition is one of Embracer's biggest teams and studios, I would have thought they would have at least tried to keep them around a lot longer, giving them more of a more of a leash. But guess not. And on the PlayStation Plus note, I mean it's not an awful month, but it's also not very good. When you just announce a massive fucking price increase. No, I, I don't insane. see much value in a bad Saints Row game, an MMO that I don't have time for, and gener- what is what even is Generation Zero? It's Generation Zero, I think, was from Avalanche Studios, and it was very, very bad at launch. Oh, so yeah, IGN gave it a 4 out of 10. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I yikes. Not not a great month for PlayStation Plus. Uh not a great week in general. Um uh-uh. Move on to uh some CD Project Red news, Cyberpunk 2077. Um the reasoning why Phantom Liberty is the only expansion they're doing for Cyberpunk 2077 is because they wanted to get off their own proprietary engine. And on to uh, they 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 moved to uh, Unreal, right? Yeah, they moved yep. to Unreal from which is wild to move an entire game from their own proprietary engine to Unreal. Um, that is the reasoning why they did Phantom Liberty. <laughs> um, yeah, which is wild. Uh, but once Phantom Liberty is out, a lot of those folks are going to go over and work on The Witcher Four. 
Um, because they know The Witcher is where they're going to make money again, maybe. <laughs> um, I've not watched the most recent season of The Witcher. Uh, so I have no either. Idea. I have no idea how popular The Witcher is going to be when The Witcher 4 comes out. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, they're they're shifting resources, they're switching engines. I wonder if The Witcher 4 is just going to be on Unreal as well. Um, I, I imagine they will be if they decided that uh, their own engine wasn't good enough for their previous game. Why would they use it for the next game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, it, uh... <laughs> No, I think Phantom Liberty also, I mean, yes, it's a technological decision, apparently, them wanting to move to Unreal, but I think they also didn't have it planned that they would have to uh, support and fix the fucking game, the base game, for so long. Um, so, you know, that probably threw a wrench in there. Because I, I, I felt like they they were planning multiple expansions before the game launched, and then... Um, but it seems like Phantom Liberty is honestly going to be a pretty big and hopefully good expansion. They've really turned the game around. So, yeah, there's also that that piece of it. But, yeah, I'm interested in what what's going to be next in, with Witcher, um, Witcher 4. But I'm a little cautious as well. Let's just let's just hang on a second here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, until the fucking game's out. Like, let's not get all all hyped like like cyberpunk and I, I was part of that for cyberpunk as well i really truly was absolutely stoked for that game but hey maybe the good yeah. maybe the game's gonna be good now maybe, maybe the I game's so. gonna be good maybe you should go back and play cyberpunk which is oh, another, no yeah like, I, I which is another fucking couple hundred hours <laughs> of game yeah i know well what yes i do very much it's on my like short list of things i want to go back to um it, it it does seem very good. Yeah. It's just a shame everything, you know, obviously, that happened. It is. At launch. It's also a shame that that is the only news we have for this week. Um, unless you've been scanning the uh, online no. archives. Uh, <laughs> no. Nothing, nothing but a lot of fucking Starfield stuff. Yeah, a lot of fucking Starfield stuff, which I imagine may just be the subject of our next podcast. I'm just looking at a calendar right now and when we'll next record. It does seem like Starfield might be the big fucking thing we talk about next time. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. And then also, we can probably start Baldur's Gate 3 after we are next time. So, it'll be a good time. We might be able to start it before next time if we're really ambitious. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Very excited for all of that. Um, but that's where we're going to have to leave it for this week. Uh, a little bit of a short episode, but I'm sure you all don't mind. You all need to get back to playing your video games, maybe playing Starfield early. I hope you all have a good time with that. Um. I'm going to try to finish Armored Core and Fallout New Vegas. Uh, and then I'll get started on Starfield and Baldur's Gate. It's going to be a good time, Tyler. Yeah. It is. Going to be a very good time. 
Yeah. I'm going to keep playing the same three fucking games for eternity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Maybe that's a conversation for another time, what three games we would play for eternity. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's a good... uh, That's a good thinker. Yeah. Uh, But... Yeah, uh, you all know what you're supposed to do out there. Give us ratings and reviews. Share us with your friends. All that good shit, that helps us greatly. We'll catch you all next time. Until then, be good to each other. Play your video games and... Skeeter Beater.